So tell me, why do we need a coach? Why does every single one of us need a coach? We don't. Uh, I think I think generally we can find life good and great as it is, but animals tend to go about their patterns and their behaviors. They don't have the ability that humans have, which is to look outside the box. So I think we're all rats in a maze and that's not wrong, particularly if you've got a good maze. Why not keep it? But if you're, let's say, that 5% of the population that's thinking, am I getting the most out of life? Are there patterns that I could bust open so I could even have more wealth, more connection, more love, more fun? Then that's where a coach comes in because they can help you see your patterns and you, uh, you might get a lot more out of life and go, I didn't even know this was possible. Mm-hmm. But no one, no one has, to, has to have a coach, just like no one has to improve themselves. No one has to do better in life. But I figure since we've got the option, why not? Everybody tuning in, that's uh, David Wood. Uh, you're on Bossed to Boss. Um, David, kind of tell us, tell us, you know, we, we have, uh, for everybody that wants to find you, by the way, you know, if, if you're listening on one of the podcasts and you can't see the face, be sure to check out playforreal.life. That's play for, that's F-O-R, real.life. So check out his site where you can find uh, the links to everything, all the goodies, which we'll be talking about further as well uh, during the show. But what you're saying is that coaching helps us unlock different potentials uh, within us. Yeah. In fact, I think, I mean, one area of coaching is just simple accountability. There are so many uh, high performers who there's so many thoughts that we have. There's so many possibilities we have and we can get paralyzed by choice. So one area that, that I, I help my clients is just simply giving them some focus and accountability. So they go in the direction that they, they said they want. But the second area that I think is even more exciting, it's a little more sexy, is what haven't you even asked yourself yet? What haven't you even examined about yourself that could be better about your life? It's not until you dive into conversation with somebody with some focused attention on you that that stuff can start to be unraveled and unfold and you might have even an epiphany. And you you kind of... A lot of times as well, because nowadays, I guess, the reason I kind of wanted to do a full circle here is coaching is definitely something that's talked about a lot nowadays. You know, you have this person's a coach of that, this person's a coach of this, doing this, doing that. And even at times, you know, it, it almost feels like, is there an overabundance? But, you know, at the same, but you here, you have, you have a story. You have been doing this for a long time. You have a background you have the credibility, you know, you, you work directly with Sony, with Procter and Gamble, Exxon, just to, to name a few. Do you think that kind of makes you stand out? Yeah, I think so. I mean, at the end of the day, what really matters is that when we do our first session, uh, the prospective client sees something for their life that they really want. Mm-hmm. They're like, all right, this is something worth my time, energy and money. And this guy seems to have a clue and he seems like someone who can help me get there. That's what really matters. But I think given that there are so many coaches and and everybody and and his or her dog are a coach these days, it doesn't hurt that I started life consulting to 
to Fortune 100 companies in New York. So I have that background and that credibility as an actuary mm-hmm. um, to kind of back me up. But I think that, I mean, if I was hiring a coach, yeah, it'd be nice to have someone who's consulted to big companies, but I'm more interested in, are they walking their talk? Yeah. This is someone who's been transforming their life for the past 20, 30 years and who can help me transform my own. Yeah. Cause sometimes you got to kind of weed out, right? There's, so I guess what's your, uh, your main, is there like a main tidbit, an approach that you use that maybe you can share with us kind of what makes, you know, how to weed out all the others and to find the right ones. How do I weed out who? Uh, like other coaches, you know, cause I, I'm, I definitely get, oh. you know, offers and things like that from others. And I usually go, if someone I come across like you, it's a different story. But, you know, you get the ones that are just started up and all of a sudden they're a coach at life. Um, Yeah, right. And they're 22 years old and they they want to explain life to you. Well, I think it depends on your budget too. I mean, if you you got no budget and someone 22 comes along and offers to coach you, do a session. Why not? Do a session talking about your life. See what comes out of it. Even if they're Mm -hmm. terrible, you probably learn something about yourself in in that session. But as you one of the great things about accumulating wealth as you get more successful in life is you have more options and you can work with someone who's, who's been at it longer and it might have, might have a greater skill set. So, I mean, one great way to find a coach is uh, listening to podcasts. I think podcasts from people you respect mm-hmm. and um, asking, asking your friends who you respect, like you, ideally your friends who are successful, who would you recommend <laughs> be a, be a great, great coach for me. And also for people, it also has me think about this from the other side. Like what about for people who are starting their own business or they've got their own business and, and they're, they're their own boss and they're trying to stand out, right? Like how, how do you stand out from the crowd? And fortunately, I've been around for, for a long time. But when I was getting started, I was looking for ways to stand out. So when, yeah, when, I, when I constantly try, we're trying to, right? All of us are yeah. trying to find that way. And, and we should. I, I had a friend who was teaching a course at Columbia University. And I said, would you like me to come and do a guest, a guest series? She said, yeah. Boom. Guest lecturer, Columbia University. Right there. When I met Jack Canfield at a conference, um, I just took the opportunity to speak with him. Um, and it took took a number of years but it led to him writing the forward to my book now if someone doesn't know me i just drop in uh author of get paid for who you are with forward by jack canfield it just opens doors uh, like this guy is obviously a player who's um who's got a, a track record and got some credibility so yeah always look for ways that you can stand out i mean right now I'm doing some service work and uh, I'm doing it because I've just been drawn to, to prisons for some reason for a number of years wanting to yeah. like to be in there and how could I serve people who are in there. Now I'm doing that um, and you know, there's no money in that that I found yet, but that's another, I think, another way to stand out. So what are you guys doing that's a bit different that you could publicize and give you a bit of an, a bit of an angle? And tell me, uh, for everybody tuning in, uh, yes, today today we have Moose uh, featured on the show as well. So you might hear him a little bit in the background. Right. And you might hear my puppy soon too. Yes, right yes. Now, she's, she's chilling. I, I am Moose watching. So you've heard of Moose on previous episodes. He is back on today. I'm not, right. sure, I'm not sure what he's saying. I think he's saying hi. 
And I want to, I want to activate the puppy cam. Uh, we, the puppy we, cam. It is official. It's a boss to boss official with David Wood. Everybody, the puppy cam is here. Yeah, it's uh, pretty hard to see right now, but I can see something going up looks and down. Passed out though. Looks passed yeah. out. <laughs> uh, but that definitely it caught me the first time you mentioned it, and it catches me again. And prisons. So you go to prisons, right? And you you do service work there. What kind of work, and what have you gotten out of it? And what? I mean, that just it's like right away. Okay. <laughs> yeah, this is this is new for me. There's a company called. Uh, and I feel grateful to have met uh, Laurie Lazar from Authentic Relating International. So um, these guys have been teaching Authentic Relating for some time, but this new nonprofit arm is, uh, is a new development for them. And she's been cold calling prisons and saying, we want to train the inmates in how to connect authentically with themselves, with other people in the world, because we know they're going to be getting out like 95% of these inmates are going to be released and they're going to be our neighbors. So um, I think in Colorado, 50% of inmates go back to prison. Once they're released, they end up back in prison. And so what we're doing is giving them skills so that they can connect with their employer. They can get a job. They can hold down a job. They can handle their emotions and relate and say, you know, I feel angry right now. Uh, let me go and, and work that off and I'll come back and we'll talk about it. So this is new for me. I've just gone to, into my second prison and, uh, and co-led the program. And I've spent the last four days sifting through footage because we got approval for a documentary okay. team to come in. And uh, I'm just kind of wading through amazing footage of these people's, these women's stories. This was a women's prison we went yeah. to last week. Are you eventually going to turn this into a documentary or more just for your references? Already, it's a, I've got the first cut, uh, say a mini documentary, 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. And we'll see. I mean, I, I, I'm kind of curious. Do people want to see this? Do they want to know these stories? I'm fascinated sitting with a 25-year-old woman who's been in jail for two years and she's got 23 to go. Oh, man. 23 years to go. Just the mindset, right? Like where they're at. How right, right? How are they keeping sane? She conspired in a robbery. She helped plan it. She wasn't there. They did another plan. They didn't even do what she came up with. Really? And someone got shot and killed. So she's charged with felony murder because she was involved. Twenty-five year sentence. And I tell you, my heart goes out to a, a lot of these women. Wow. And for two years, she just gave up. And then this course is the first time she's thought, wait a minute, maybe I can actually make something with my life. Maybe I can make a difference. Maybe I can take responsibility for what I did and see what I can do with the next 23 years. So they inspire me. Yeah. And so this one in particular sounds like she turned it around, right? Is there something that you already have learned from them? Like, is there something that just has stuck with you lately? Yeah. One, one woman last week, she gets out in six months. And I said to her, in six months, you'll be free. And she said, I'm free now. Wow. That, it, just, it just drove it home for me. I've been teaching mindset for 20 years, but talk about a real opportunity to practice mindset. So this is why I love coaching what I call the low performers and the high performers, because if they can turn their, their, their life around, they can have a, a, an empowering mindset from within prison then we've got no excuse. Whatever we're complaining about, I mean, I complain about my tiredness, 
uh, people can complain about their kids or their partner or whatever. We've got no reason not to turn that around. If this woman can be free from within prison. That's, that's deep. Damn. Uh, wow. She's going to do some things, hopefully uh, good things. That's, that's deep. Uh, but before you kind of got into where you're at now and, you know, it sounds like you, you're, you're, you know, all over, you, you had a book, you're speaking, you, you're, you were talking with Jack Canfield, uh, coaching, you know, and now you're in, in prisons, uh, in a good way. Before that, <laughs> before that, you had a, had a moment though, when you realized I couldn't keep working for the man anymore. I, I can't keep doing this whole boss life. Well, I'll, I'll be honest. It wasn't as, as brutal as that. I mean, I had a, <laughs> I had a job on Park Avenue. It, it right? does, yeah, it sounds not like funny. I'm going to Sony Music and Ford and Exxon and I, you know, I had a ponytail. Not everyone's time. as fortunate and as you. That's, that's true. Yeah. I had a great, I had a great it Sounds gig. like you did. Sounds like you did. But what happened is I did a personal development course. I went to Landmark Education and um, I wasn't happy in my marriage. And I went to this course and they cracked my cynicism. I was a cynical guy. I was left-brained, totally um, into systems, numbers, and results. And I thought, these people are just after my money. They smile too much. They wear name tags. I don't trust these people at all. Mm-hmm. And after, um, after I did the course, I was like, wait a minute, there's something to it. So then I did another one. And I started realizing that I was working with people about money and about numbers. I wanted to work with people about people. Because I had a moment where I coached someone in the course and it was so profound for me, like the the transformation in her life and her marriage overnight from this one coaching conversation, I thought, I want more of that. So I went and trained and uh, they trained me as a coach so that I could help other people going through the course. But it still wasn't strong enough for me to go, I'm just going to quit my job and do coaching. Um, I'd like to say that I did that. I'd like to say I leapt off the cliff, but what happened was more, I wanted to go back to Australia and I needed to quit my job to do it. And I thought while I'm quitting my job and transitioning, I should take six months to do something I really want to do. Why not? Like, right? Why not? Particularly, I'm sure, I'm sure you had a few bucks saved up and you could afford it at that. Yeah, point. I, I, had a, I had a bit of money and I thought, like in the US particularly where you get two weeks, I've always said to people, if you're going to change jobs, negotiate six months off, damn it. So I thought, what would I do if I had six months? And I've always admired those guys at the ski fields that play their guitar and they do like a one man band. They get everyone singing along in the bars. They wear a black Afro and sing blame it on the boogie. They got an ABBA wig and they sing SOS. Always wanted to do that. So I went back to Australia. I bought, some speakers. I bought a guitar. I got my first singing lesson. And two weeks later I had my first gig in a tiny little dive bar. So, and you never, you didn't ever play before. I'd never played professionally. I I had, I had, I had a guitar and I was like just learning to play in front of people. But did you actually play before you bought that guitar? Did you kind of play already before? Or did you learn in those two weeks? Um, if, if people were having a party at the beach, I'd just gotten up enough courage to bring along my guitar to the beach and maybe oh, play American Pie. It, it was like that. So I went and did that for a year and uh, supported myself on the side with some actuarial consulting. I kind of like, you know, get a did hustle you, going. Did you do it as like a, 
outside, I guess, uh, like through like some, I guess back then they didn't, I don't know if they had the app system, but uh, was it through like Upwork? Probably not. Right. Or at that time. It Upwork was did not exist, man. Stuff. This was, this was back in 1998. Okay. So you just had clients through connects probably. Through I, connects? I called people that I knew from my, from, um, cause I'd grown up in Australia and I, I called colleagues and, and my company also had a branch in Sydney. So I just went there and said, look, this is what I'm good at. Do you want any extra help? And I was get, like, this is back in 98. I was getting a hundred bucks an hour to work from home. Damn. And would you do this just for like a few hours a week? And then the rest, you kind of did yeah. the stuff you actually kind of a felt few hours a week. Passion. And I got to, you know, I'll make a confession. I'm a terrible singer. I'm just not very good. I'm a great entertainer, but I'm a terrible singer. And for, and for the rest of the week, I just got gigs and gigs and gigs. I just really got invited back to the same place twice. <laughs> Cause I sucked, but I got to do it, including on national television. We had like, like our equivalent of the gong show. Really? And then, yeah. And then it was yeah. during that process that I met someone who was coaching and getting, uh, getting paid for it or at least trying to, and I'd always wanted to, to, to get back to coaching since I'd done that course. Mm -hmm. So I, uh, I printed off some business cards. I kept them in my pocket. And one of the singers who auditioned for my duo mm -hmm. uh, seemed to be having some issues in her life. And I said, look, I'm just starting this coaching thing. Why don't you pay me 25 bucks a week and uh, you'll be my practice client. That's how I started. Damn, I like that. It's uh, crazy how life sometimes just works, right? It's like you, you didn't plan for this. You didn't expect it. You took a trip and the next thing you know, boom, this, yeah. what, what happened after that? You pretty much, when you got back into it, did you move back to the U.S. right away or you stayed out no, there? No, I stayed, in, I stayed in Australia for a few years. I thought that's where my life would be better and it wasn't. Um, but I started speaking. I hired a coach. That's one of the first things I recommend someone do if they have a big project get a coach um, and she coached me on how to craft my speech, how to go to local clubs and speak for clients. Mm -hmm. um, I went into online marketing because I'm a bit of a geek and I created a website and, uh, and went into search engine optimization back before mm -hmm. people knew it was a thing. This is back when oh, Alta yeah. Vista was, was a big search engine. And I, remember that. And, I remember Alta Vista. Right. That, that was what I grew up on. Right. Well, I got to number one for life coaching on Alta Vista and, and then Google came out and I hit number one on Google and that was, that became my new life. It's like, how do I coach people mm -hmm. and learn this internet marketing thing? And I just happen to be good at both. So hmm. someone said I built the world's largest coaching business. I don't know if that's true, but I had 150,000 coaches or wannabe coaches on my list at one time. And I think at that time it was a high, it was the largest coaching list in the world. So really it might be, it might be true. So what did you do with that? So these are people that wanted to learn what you were doing. Yeah, pretty, pretty quickly in, in my first year of coaching, so many people are coming to me saying, I think I want to do this mm -hmm. too. So I started training coaches. That's where the, the demand was. So at one time I had 50, 50, I had regular clients and then I had coaches and then right. I just, just went full on to coaches. I started creating training products. My first speech to an international conference we recorded and that became a download for 39 bucks back in 2002. Um, yeah. Ended up creating, go ahead. No, yeah. I mean, that's like before, before these things really got big and popular. So 
Yeah. It's almost like you were a pioneer in it, in a sense. It, I, I guess so. Like, I kind of resist sense. that word, but yeah. But um, when I started advertising for bidding for the word life coaching, when AdWords came out, it was a penny a click. Like that's when, like I was in before AdWords was launched. Yeah. And uh, and yeah, I guess I was at at that time the pioneer in coaching coaches. Now. Uh, one of the questions I saw, you sent me some questions earlier, which I love that you've steered away from. But one of the questions was, what mistakes have you made? And I was thinking There's got to be one, right? There's got to be one. Well, I think I made two mistakes. One, I wish I'd gotten out of helping coaches earlier. I did it because I was really good at it and there was a lot of demand for it. I paid the bills. So you talk about the nine to five job and work for the man. This for me was working for the man. I did it about 10 years longer than, than I wish I had. I did it for 20 years serving coaches. Are they, all, had, are they all stealing your job now? I hope so. <laughs> are all the I, coaches that you train now taking all your potential clients? <laughs> Is that the problem? <laughs> I, like to think, I like to think that. Um, I mean, that's a huge market, right? Becoming a coach. But um, Ezra Firestone, who we both know, said to me, you know, he said he doesn't sell biz op. And I didn't even know that term, business opportunity. But I realized that's what I've been selling. And I don't want to do that anymore. If you've already got something that's working for you mm-hmm. or you've got funds to fund a, some startup that's, that's really making sense, okay, let's do it. But the mistake I made was one, staying in a niche that was a bit, it got old for me. I stayed in it too long. And the second mistake was working with people who didn't have money. I was working with people in pure startup with no funds behind them. Why, why would they pay me 25 grand a year when 80% of them are not going to make it? Like it's hard to start a new business. Oh yeah. So I, I, I realized finally, like, wow, I've been kind of like doing not quite social work, but I've been like helping people um, who are struggling financially and, and so it's been a bit of a, uh, a revelation for me to say, wait a minute, who's doing well? Because as a coach, you can help someone with a broken leg walk again, or you can help someone who's healthy to run the four-minute mile. And I, I get more of a kick out of, and it, and it pays better uh, as well, to help people who are already successful. They're not struggling. They're not problem employees that need to pull up their socks or they're going to get thrown out on their ear. They're people who already have a track record of success and like Bill Gates or Tiger Woods, they're like, how can I be better? I can see the, I can see the fun in that. But at the same time, it probably, I mean, you had to go through that, through those moments to get there, right? To kind of realize it. I did. Yeah. I did. I had to learn. And now I'm, it seems so clear to me. Like I've got why, people, why didn't I do it earlier? Right. Why not? You know? I'm surprised I missed it. But yeah this model really um, fits for you because the people who have the wealth and it makes sense for them to invest 25 to hundred grand in their coaching, they can pay me that, which allows me time to go and train prison inmates for free. Mm-hmm. So it just, it just like a lot of people can't go and spend two and a half days in a women's prison because they have to work to pay the bills. But because yes. I, I charge a higher hourly rate, I'm able to, to get that balance. And I just, I just, why didn't somebody tell me younger in life? Right. <laughs> Earlier in life. Yeah. I uh, love it. I love it. And what would you tell someone though, that 
that's going through that moment, you know, someone like me a couple of years back and just sitting there in that cubicle or sitting there, you know, it's a good way you put it. Cause you could be living the entrepreneurial life. You could be doing it, but maybe you're doing it wrong. So like what kind yeah. of word of advice would you have for? Yeah. Uh, for well, us? well, there's a four step process that I teach and the two, two of the first steps are to have real goals and a real plan. So first you want to dream. So are you doing enough dreaming to really create a vision that inspires you? Mm -hmm. What would you love to be doing with your time? And then second is the planning. And I, I love that. I roll up my sleeves. I'm like, all right, now for some people, they can just quit and go and do, go and do five years of university training and get, you know, get into a new profession. Some can do that for other people. They got to be more creative about it. Maybe on the side, they're going to have a hobby for a yeah. while. Or maybe they're going to do some free internet training for the next year while they're working their regular job. And then they're going to make a partial switch. Maybe they're going to get a job where they work three days a week at their old job. And for two or three days a week, they're launching the new thing. I mean, you can get creative about it. You don't you got, have to go cold turkey. You don't have to leap off a cliff. That's a good way to put it. Yeah, because sometimes some say go for it all in. Some say you need a have a good cushion and figured it all out. But yeah, there's, there's yeah. numerous ways, right? Everybody's different. That's a good way to look at it. Yeah. Just cut down your, if it's possible, right? Cut down your work schedule from five days to three days or two days. That's, that's a good one. And nowadays employers are trying to keep people desperately, especially with skill. They're almost willing to do anything, you know, let you work remote, let you do this, that. And if they um, won't, you can go and find it, find another job where they only want someone part-time. Exactly. I mean, some of this stuff. <laughs> not rocket science. Right. But some of it seems overwhelming when you haven't talked, talked, talked it through and it hasn't come out to the light of day. But once you start getting down to it, you can come up with a, with a practical plan. And then the third step of my secret source process is um, you got to implement the damn plan. You actually got to take real action. And that's, that's not easy when you're the one driving it all the time. As, as I imagine you'd know, like it's a, it's a rare person that can be totally self-motivated, get up at seven, start the day uh, working for themselves and treat it like a real job. Um, that's kind of rare. So that's step three is you got to find ways to have focused action in the direction you want to go. That's for me, that's definitely the hardest part. I'll set all that other stuff up good, but then to keep implementing. Yeah, Damn. those three things. Just you know, the people listening to this right now, just think: is there one of those where you might fall down a bit? The real goals, the real plan, and the real action. It's kind of rare to have all those three lined up. And uh, if you are falling down on one of them, great. At least now you know that, and um, find a way to get back up. Yeah. You gotta gotta recognize it, and and we could find out more about these uh, this four step plan on your site, right? Play for yep. life dot life. Play for real. Play for oh, real, baby. Play for real dot life. Play for real dot life. Play for yeah. Real. And it's four f o r. Yeah, that's um, right. Because I, I I hold the viewpoint that life is a game. I think we're playing a game, uh, just a game with very high stakes, and if it is a game. Let's make the best moves we can. I want you playing. I don't want people getting so tense and uptight and whatever. They forget that we're here to have a good time. Exactly. But also, if we're going to play, let's play for real. Like, like the outcome actually matters. Oh, that's a great way to look at it. 
And, uh, and hopefully we get to that fourth point at some point in this show. But in the meantime, we are now on to the listener's favorite segment of the show. Welcome to the round with no name because they're all taken. All right. So you get five seconds to initiate an answer uh, for each one of my quick questions. I'm going to throw it at you. Don't want you thinking about it too much. Just kind of just go with the flow. And uh, Otherwise, my producer, Steve, they call him the, the leg breaker. He, uh, he roams in the background, so hopefully uh, he doesn't come out and I don't have to deal with him. Um, he, he's, a, he's a tough cookie, so All right. let's, uh, let's, let's, we got to follow the rules. <laughs> he makes me. He makes me do this, I swear. <laughs> cool. Now so I got on, five seconds. Five answer, seconds. Right? Five All seconds. Right. We, could, we could touch up on something later um, afterwards, but right now we got to go. Yep. What is your favorite book? Loving What Is, Byron Katie. Favorite movie? What Dreams May Come with Robin Williams. If you're stranded on an island, what is the one item you want with you? Can't be a person. I need a laptop and a generator. Ha <laughs> ha. But if you only could pick one. <laughs> then I'm screwed. <laughs> Most people will say laptop or phone, but then they forget. You have like a limited amount of supply there. <laughs> Then I'll take uh, a self-powering laptop. That's that's a good way. That, that's that's a that's a key right there. That could be a good industry to get into, maybe, in case we're all going to be stranded on random islands one day. If you had an unlimited amount of money and you can start up any business you want, can't be your own. What would it be? Transformational programs for people to really connect with others. If, there, uh, if there's one item that you must have on you every day or you consume it, eat it, or drink it, it makes you you and you can't go a day without it. What is this one item? Water. Solid answer. How do you drink your coffee? Um, well, I do the bulletproof thing. So some, some grass-fed ghee, some MCT oil, throw it in a blender. And then I drink it one sip at a time. Do you feel since you've approached, uh, given that approach as, as your life changed, like, have, do you see a difference? No, I, I haven't. I just like doing it. It's kind of fun. It's all fluffy. <laughs> and I feel like I'm doing a hack. <laughs> oh man. That's good. Uh, what is the one, uh, is there a person or some, or item, something that you had to sacrifice to kind of get to where you're at now from where you were say 20 years ago? I can't think of anything. Someone, I, you to, someone you had to let go or something you had to say no to. I can't think of anything I've sacrificed, but my health has suffered. Um, probably working too hard and not relaxing. I've had some kind of fatigue for about 12 years. So it's possible I've sacrificed some health. And how would you uh, feel if we were having a meeting right now and I walked in with socks and sandals? Would you take me seriously? Are you wearing anything else? Yeah. <laughs> I'm still wearing like whatever, a casual, business casual, but I got socks and sandals. I'd be thinking, all right, this guy's trying to prove something. He'd better be good. All right. So next, the next few words I say will mean a lot. So I'm really, really setting myself up, huh? 
All right. Well, you're there. I'm here. Uh, Steve did not come out, so we are good. Um, that was uh, that was good. You were uh, you were pretty prepared. It seems like. I hope you uh, didn't prepare too much beforehand, because you like. But I threw some curveballs at you um, on purpose, just uh, to make sure make sure you're. Uh... Oh, but one thing actually, I did forget to ask, and this is so important: Is entrepreneurism a fad? Only if breathing is a fad. Ooh, deep, deep. All right, all right. And can you explain why? Why are you so... Uh, Damn, I mean, answer people, people want stuff and people are always going to need ideas. Mm-hmm. So why, just, why can't we just have all the big companies hire us out and do everything for us? Well, then they'd be paying us to be entrepreneurial. I guess someone's been an entre- entrepreneurial. So... I, I just I just can't imagine, particularly with creativity going the way it's going and becoming more important with AI, mm-hmm. um, I can't imagine entrepreneurism being dead. America's not going to allow it. Trump's yeah. not <laughs> trying not to allow it. Um, yeah, I, I, just, I, I couldn't even relate to the question when I read it. I was like, fad? Hey, uh, it's a very mixed, it's a very highly debated question and very mixed so i believe i guess guess the reason the way the way if you look at it from devil's perspective is that like everybody out there is trying to be an entrepreneur or saying they could do this show you this show you that show you that that's like the opposite way well i'm biased i'm biased because i believe in myself so i know i'll always be able to find something that people want Mm mm-hmm that's why I believe in entrepreneurism. And uh, I'm not saying it's not hard. I mean, sometimes you're going to wish you had a job, but um, that's my viewpoint. All right, everybody. That's uh, David Wood with playforreal.life. Be sure to check out the website. Do you have any, uh, any sp- uh, you have a program, right? Any promotions or anything going on? Yeah, I, uh, I'm going to offer your listeners a session. The well, way I find that. the right the way I find the right people to work with is I do a session with them. I don't charge people for that first session, uh, create a plan for your life and your business. And if you love it and want to implement it on your own, go and implement it and let me know how it went. If it seems like coaching can have a big impact on your life, we can talk about long-term coaching to request a session, go to playforreal.life and click on the big button that says request a session. I can't say yes to everybody, but I can say yes to a lot of people. If you qualify for a session, there's no charge for it. And I'd love to meet you. And is that, oh, that's, that's right there on big and fat top right of your website, right? Big fat, can't miss it. Playforreal.life, request a session. And, uh, you know, awesome. plug for this process. There's a life assessment that takes five or 10 minutes for you to answer the questions. You are going to get great information about your life. So even if you don't want to book a session with me, do the assessment and get the answers. And then if you want me to review the answers with you, then you can actually get something on my calendar. You get a link to do that. Oh, awesome. Awesome. Appreciate that. And, uh, you know, David, it's definitely been a pleasure having you on. Uh, Ezra wasn't kidding when he said, uh, I need to get you on next. And, uh, yeah, the, the, I'll give you the mic. The mic is yours. If you want to finish it off with any final thoughts. Uh, I like your energy. I like talking about life and, uh, whatever you're doing out there, I say you guys are doing it right. Uh, I don't think you need any get well or get fixed. Um, there's nothing wrong with the way you're doing stuff. And 
there's usually a better way. So if you want to upgrade your life and your, and your, um, and your business, keep listening to Bossed to Boss. Awesome. I, I didn't even have to ask for a testimonial. You just plugged it right in. <laughs> and the key to it is I chug a bunch of coffee, black coffee, right before the show every time. <laughs> it's been a pleasure having you on, David. Take care. Thanks, mate. Until next time. That is all for this episode of Bossed to Boss. Your next step is to visit bossedtoboss.com, where you will find proven techniques followed by professionals to help you make that next step. Again, that is bossed, the number two, boss.com. And remember, the time is now. <laughs>